Welcome to episode 25. Today I have with me an amazing guest, Brandy, all the way from the United States. She's an infertility advocate, raising awareness about embrace, embracing a childless, not by choice life. Through her Not So Mommy blog, she shares stories about infertility and also stories to show that it is possible to live a joyful, baby-free life. In 2019, her blog was recognized as one of the top 10 infertility blogs. Wow. And Brandy also created the Olive Green Childless Now by Choice Awareness Ribbon in 2018 as a symbol for all childless after infertility by chance or by circumstance. So welcome Brandy and thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. Yay. So just to start off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, as you said, my name is Brandy, and I am the founder of the blog Not So Mommy. Um, I live in the United States in South Carolina with my husband Dane and our fur baby Maddie, who I talk about a lot. Um, we've been remodeling our log cabin and are almost done with that. So very excited that our home is getting getting put together just for us. Um, we have nieces and nephews and an exchange daughter who lives in Brazil that we keep in contact with. Um, love working in the garden and fall is my favorite time of year. So I'm very happy that the cooler temperatures have arrived. Yay. Thank you. I love fall too. And I love the flowers, the leaves, everything just looks amazing. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your infertility journey uh, from the beginning till now? Uh, yes. About three years into my husband and my marriage, um, we decided that it was the perfect time to grow our family. And so we started um, trying to have a baby. And mm -hmm. at first, we actually kept it a secret from our, our family because we didn't want um, any pressure. And we just right. really wanted it to be a surprise when we announced that we were, you know, having a little. And then about six months in to trying, nothing was happening. And so we talked and my husband and I decided it was okay to share with family. And then two years in, still nothing was happening. And so we went to see a fertility specialist. And that is when um, he said he thought I had endometriosis. Um, my OBGYN had told me that she thought everything was okay. She had run some tests and done an HSG, and um, she really thought that the problem was with my husband and not with me. But I do have endometriosis. Um, I also found out that my, I guess my eggs were older than my um, natural age. So I had fewer yeah. eggs than expected, which means that um, I'm 43, but I've already gone through menopause. Uh, I went through it about 10 years earlier than the average. Uh, we also found out my husband has issues as well. Um, and so our diagnosis was actually severe infertility. Um, I had surgery for endometriosis. I went into medical menopause because the doctor said that would give us the best chance for conceiving. We did seven rounds of IUI of intrauterine insemination, and I was never able to conceive. Um, we did consider IVF. I was never 
comfortable with IVF in that when we talked to the doctor about what would happen with any embryos that we didn't implant, um, you know, he, he basically said that you would just let them die. And uh, to this day, that still um, yeah. makes me very sad. And so I, I personally was not willing to do that. Um, so my husband and I decided that IVF was not a route for us. We did consider adoption as well. We looked into um, domestic adoption as well as international adoption. We even looked into embryo adoption. But again, none of them, if I was okay with something, my husband didn't feel quite right about it and he would be okay and I didn't feel quite right. And we just really felt that it was necessary for us to both be on the same page and to both feel like it was the right choice before moving forward. Um, in 2000 and at the very end of 2013, 10 years into our journey, uh, the day after Christmas, my husband asked if I would please just accept our life without kids. And it was heartbreaking because after 10 years of trying, it just felt like we were going to give up. Um, but he, he really wanted us to not spend 10 more years in that cycle of, you know, a monthly grief where it didn't happen. And so you're going to try again. And we all know it's very exhausting. Um, so in 2014, I decided to try, that was a rough year. Um, and a turning point was when I was having an extremely rough day and my assistant principal came in and it was a brand new job and I didn't know her very well, but she asked me if everything was okay. And it really seemed like she wanted to talk and I really needed someone to talk to. So I told her the quick gist that my husband had asked if we could just not have kids. And, and um, you know, I was really struggling with it. And she said, would you rather have your husband and no baby or a baby and no husband? And I had thought about that and I quickly answered and I said, I've already thought about this and I'd rather have a husband and no baby. And she said, then you need to let it go and you need to just move forward with your life. And so when I started um, thinking about, you know, really wanting a child, I just remembered that I did really wanna be with my husband and our marriage was really important and we are childless, not by choice in that, you know, there are medical issues and things that kept us from having children. However, I did make a choice to try to honor my husband's request of living a childless, not by choice life. And I did choose my marriage um, rather than saying, you know, no, I absolutely have to have a baby. If you don't want one, then I'll, I'll, do that on my own. Um, and, you know, that's my personal journey. Everybody has to make those decisions for themselves, but those are the decisions that I made. And that's how I'm now here in 2020, um, seven years into trying to accept and embrace a childless, not by choice life. Wow. You did this so much. And, um, I like the fact that you, you acknowledge the fact that, you know, you can have such a huge impact on, on the marriage or relationship as well. And, yes. and that turning point that you noted when the principal said to you, would you rather have a, a, a happy marriage, 
husband and no baby and all, because infertility and just trying and trying and trying, it just has so much, like it, it takes such a toll on the marriage and relationship. It it's, does. You know, and like you rightfully said, finding the, the, the thing that you're both comfortable with, again, that's a, it's another big deal that people don't realize how much goes into all of that when someone is dealing with infertility. Yeah, the decisions that you have to make. Um, I remember when we were seriously considering adoption yeah. and we actually filled out paperwork and I don't think people understand it was pages and pages of paperwork and questions about, you know, if when you get pregnant, if you have a child that has a disability, you accept that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you're filling out adoption papers, you have to think and decide you know, can we handle a child with a severe, severe disability? Can we handle a child who, whose mom was addicted to drugs? You know, can we handle these things? And my husband has a biology degree and he considered going to medical school. And so he knew, um, you know, how difficult some of those things would be. Yeah. And so, you know, we, but you have to make those decisions and it's a really hard decision to make. It is. Wow. And when, when you were going through all of the, uh, your whole journey, even till now, how did you find support? Did you have other family members dealing with something similar or how did you? Um, well, you know, when I was going through my journey, the 10 year infertility battle, I really didn't, I mean, Facebook was around, but you know, the whole, the closed Facebook groups and the support groups and, you know, searching the internet for blogs and things. Yeah. Um, I, the, if they were there, I didn't realize it. And I didn't even really think about that that could possibly be an option. And so I did talk, uh, I've read statistics that a lot of people don't talk about this, but I, I just, I don't know, I had to, I had to talk about it. And so I did talk about it with my family members and I did a lot of emailing. Um, I don't know if they wanted to receive my long emails, but I would just, I guess it was how I was journaling and yeah. I was talking to one. Um, and, you know, Overall, they were all very supportive. I am, I feel very blessed in that my mom never um, pressured or gave me a hard time about the fact that, that Dane and I could not have children. She accepts um, Maddie and all of our puppies mm -hmm. um, as her, you know, grand, grand dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so that, was a, that was a blessing to not have that, that pressure. Um, I had some very close friends at work who were very supportive. And then I have childhood friends um, that literally we have known each other since we were like four years old. So, uh -huh. and, and they were very supportive as well. Now I am the only person in my family who um, is childless, not by choice. Dane um, has some family members who were not able to have kids but you know his sister was able to have kids very easily my brother was able to have kids very easily um I do have a couple of cousins who were not completely supportive um and one of them I have 
lost my relationship with her um, mm -hmm. in that how I resolved uh, being childless and the fact that Dane and I decided to host a foreign exchange student and we consider her family now. Mm -hmm. um, my cousin did not accept that. And she basically told me that um, I needed I needed to go see a therapist because uh -huh. um, I was not accepting things and that our host daughter was not family. And, you know, I, I really needed help. Um, and that's basically the last conversation we've ever had because I told her I couldn't talk about this anymore. Yeah. And I think she's angry that she feels that I chose um, our exchange daughter over her, uh, but I feel <laughs> like she didn't accept me. Um, and I'm not gonna change just because she can't accept a different view of family. Exactly. And sometimes it is very hard with family, them understanding and respecting your choice. Yes. Because it wasn't an easy decision to make. You did go through so much to be able to arrive at that decision, you know? So you certainly don't need the additional uh, drama on top of that to, to make no. things worse, yeah. Yeah, no, you don't. And once, you know, I had found a place of acceptance, yeah. um, it, it people don't understand, you know, you may look like you're very secure in your decision, but there are still moments where you question or where you have grief that sneaks in or where you wonder what if. Um, and so you really don't need negative people knocking you off balance all the time when you're already trying to keep that balance and trying to find a way to have a joyful life, even though it's different than what you had originally anticipated it would look like exactly and so did how, how did not some mommy blog come about i know you said that you're always writing a lot of emails to your family members which is again journaling how, how did it come about um well actually my husband and i were just having a morning conversation and we had met a couple through our exchange program and they were the first couple that we ever really felt like, wow, there's somebody else out there like us. Oh. Um, and so Dane, he said, you know, that's proof that there are other people out there who are like us. And there are other people that really, I think would benefit, you know, from hearing your story. He's like, you ought to write a blog. And you could call <laughs> it not, he's like, you could call it not so mommy. Wow. I, I laughed and I said, well, that's a good idea, you know, and so I just thought we were kind of chatting that evening after I got home from working because I was teaching at the time. He's like, well, I bought the URL for oh my. <laughs> no pressure. And yeah. So I was like, okay, so this is like really happening. Um, it took a while. It took a, a good six months to a year. Um, you know, I, but I started thinking, what would the logo look like? What would I talk about? You know, how, mm. what would I do? Um, and ultimately, in 2017, I resigned from teaching. I felt like I had fulfilled, I had taught for 17 years, and I really felt like I had fulfilled my purpose there. Mm -hmm. And I dedicated um, full time to Not So Mommy. And uh, 
it's been amazing to watch it grow and to be able to connect with people like you, um, you know, in clear across the world. And it's yeah. just, been, it's been an incredible journey. Um, and it's, I prayed that it would help at least one person. Um, and I prayed that, you know, more than just, I knew my mom would read my blogs, but I was like, could somebody else please, you know, guide somebody else to read them as well. Um, and now, I mean, the community that has been built at Not So Mommy is amazing. It is, because I found it here in Nigeria. And I, every yeah. time I look at it, it's always so inspiring, so encouraging. I love all your posts, even on Pinterest. It's, it's, it's so amazing what you've done. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> so what else do you, I mean, I know that you raise awareness using your blog, but what do you, what do you wish people knew more about being childless, not by choice? Cause I don't think people really have a good understanding sometimes. I, I guess I wish that, um, well, one, that they would understand that if somebody is talking about their infertility, their childlessness, these struggles, um, they are trusting you. And so to please realize that the judgments, um, the advice, things of that nature, they can be very, very hurtful. We don't, I don't need you to fix me being childless. I don't need to, I understand you wanting to learn and asking, you know, about adoption or things of that nature. Tell me a little bit about your journey, but I promise you, I've thought of everything. I've thought of acupuncture. I did the yoga. I, I did not get in a hot tub or eat hot dogs. I stayed away from fish. Um, we went to an amusement park with one of my nieces. We had just done an IUI, so I wouldn't ride any of the rides because I might be pregnant. We went and toured a brewery. We had just done IUI. I would not take a sip of alcohol because we might be pregnant. So yes, I have thought of it. Um, and this decision was a difficult one. And like I've said before, you know, I, yes, I love my life. I talk about the bright sides of being childless. Um, I talk about the good things and the joy, but that doesn't mean I, just recently, I had a day where I realized that if our IUI, first IUI would have worked, we would have a 12 year old. And that caught me off guard. Um, Cause in my mind, it's always a, a little one. Um, but, you know, those little ones, they grow up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's various stages where the grief still comes up. So just if you would just listen, just allow the person to share their heart and listen. And, you know, maybe if you have uh, some judgment or you think they could have done something different, maybe you talk to somebody else about that and you don't tell the person in the middle of the struggle. Um what they're quote doing wrong because uh, that that often it just makes people shut down and then they don't want to tell anybody else and so that's when 
you know, you feel even more isolated in this journey because you tried to reach out to somebody and, you know, then they just place judgment on you and that hurts. And so you don't reach out anymore. And that's, that's not healthy. People need to be able to talk about, about it without fear of being judged. Yes. Well said. That's so important. And, you know, finally, you're not some mommy blog, I'm sure has helped so many people all around the world, you know, just to feel like they can connect to somebody else, maybe like themselves or someone else that might have a better understanding of what they're going through and not having to be judged by people who want to, you know, tell them what else they haven't tried or, right. you know, things like that. So well done on creating the um, Not So Mommy blog. You know, again, I said to you that I really love it. And you. can you tell us um, more about your blog and of course about the ribbon? Because I know that you created that because again, every other thing, every other condition rather has um, uh, a ribbon to acknowledge it, infertility awareness, ectopic pregnancy. So you created that olive um, ribbon to actually acknowledge uh, people that are childless not by choice. So can you tell us more about your work so far? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I really, I want not so mommy to be more than just a blog, more than just me telling my, my story. Mm -hmm. And so I do have a lot of resources on the blog. Um, I link to about 75 plus different blogs, websites, closed Facebook groups. Um, and it goes it, it ranges from childless to there's a new group that says they're child free after infertility. I also mm -hmm. link to dog mom and pet parent resources <laughs> um, and, and loss resources. You know, mm -hmm. October is um, miscarriage, pregnancy and infant loss awareness month. And so I was never able to conceive. Um, so I don't understand fully the grief of miscarriage so I link to resources so that people can really find what they need. And as I was sharing back in 2017, various resources and ribbons, um, not so mommy community members were saying it would really be nice if there was a ribbon for childless not by choice. And so I did some research and honestly, anybody can create an awareness ribbon. Wow. You, just, you have to decide what color and then you have to promote it. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, what, what color should an awareness ribbon be? And, you know, there's already yellow for endometriosis and mm -hmm. orange for infertility. And so some of the colors were taken. And so I, I did some research and what I found about olive green is that that color represents wisdom, a compassion for humanity harmony and self-love. And I thought, well, if that doesn't describe the childless not by choice community. Yeah. Um, so I just thought the symbolism of that color was perfect. And so in 2018, I created the childless not by choice awareness ribbon um, and you know, started sharing it. And awareness ribbons are not copyrighted. So even though mm -hmm. I created the ribbon, um, I, I want it to be used freely and I want it to be able to be a symbol that connects not only the childless not by choice, but I think the great thing about awareness ribbons are you don't have to be childless not by choice to display the awareness ribbon. 
I mean, my, my best friend passed away from breast cancer. I wear, thank you. I wear the pink breast cancer awareness ribbon in honor of her. Um, so, you know, the olive green ribbon family members could wear it to show support of someone that they know in their life who is, you know, struggling through, working through, embracing wherever you're at on your journey. Um, it is starting to get more recognized. It's, I love it when I'm scrolling through Instagram and I'm like, wait a second, there's the ribbon and I'm not <laughs> the one who posted it. Yeah. Um, it's really neat to, to see that people are starting to share it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I hope honestly that someday it's so well known and that the fact that I started it or the fact that it was connected with Not So Mommy, that that really is forgotten and that it's just here's the ribbon and yeah. olive green is for childless not by choice and that people are able to talk about it you know and that there's not such a stigma around around being childless yes that's amazing that what you've done so far and again like you said most most stories that i actually have seen people always ask for the they wait for the miracle babies at the end you know they want to have that as the end of the story but it's nice to have you raising awareness that doesn't usually it's not all the time that it ends in a miracle baby and that's not something there's nothing actually wrong with that that you can still right. live a, a happy life you can still be happy you can still uh, make an impact you can still you know you still have your nieces and nephews where you get to do a lot of things with them you can still pass on your legacy um even without children so I, i'm so glad to see that you're raising awareness about that because people need to know that and people to know that need to know that they're not alone and there are other people and there's still so much they can give back and enjoy in life absolutely yeah so thank you and if you could go back in time brandy um to when you were i don't know 20 what would you tell your younger self uh that's always a hard one mm -hmm. um because, you know, you wonder, like, should you tell your younger self, hey, don't spend 10 years trying. It's not going to happen. So just, you know, be okay with that. Because part of those 10 years, part of that struggle is how you become who you are. It's, yeah. you know, why I am who I am. Um, but I guess I would at least let my 20-year-old self know to... Um, I am a planner. I like to have a plan, keep a plan. Mm -hmm. If you make a plan, you ought to follow through with the plan. Yeah. So, you know, my husband and I plan to have children and this should happen because that's the plan. And just let her know that it is okay to change, um, to readjust, to, to abandon a plan if it's not working out. It doesn't mean that you're a failure or that you give up. Um, it's just, it's okay to let go and to move on to something different. Um, I like the graphic where it has a person who's like gri gripping so tight and it says, you know, you have to let go so that your hand can open up in order to receive something else. As long as you're holding and gripping so tight onto that one plan, whatever it is, you're not allowing anything else to come into your life. 
So just, you know, loosen, loosen your grip a little bit and see what comes. I love that. Thank you for sharing, Brandy. And just earlier, actually, when you talked about some people refer to child-free or childless, just for mm-hmm. the people that might be listening, is there a difference? Is, it, is there one that is better to use or is it just personal preference? When I started my, the, these terms have evolved and they've evolved pretty quickly. When I started my blog in 2017, um, childless meant someone who was childless, not by choice, who had struggled from infertility or some other circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is why they didn't have children. And child free meant that you made a choice and that you right. didn't want to have children. But over the past three years, a group has um, a group has evolved that calls themselves child free after infertility. And some people will say that they're embracing the term child free, not by choice to be more positive. Now, I personally, um, I don't want to say that one is positive and one is negative. I don't think that me calling myself childless means I'm negative. Mm -hmm. It's just the fact that I don't have kids. I am childless, not by choice. I don't have biological or adopted kids, but I do have children in my life. And so I personally do not embrace child free because I don't want those kids to think I want to be free of them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I want my nieces, nephews, exchange daughter in our life. However, I think that whatever term resonates with you, whatever term will bring you peace, then use that term. And I don't want to, I'm not going to judge if you say that you are child-free and yet you still have this great relationship with your nieces and nephews. Well, Mm. that's how you came to acceptance. But I, what I don't want is for someone to say, well, you're being negative saying that you're childless. No, I'm just speaking my truth. Thank you. Well said. And if there's someone listening to you, I mean, I'm here in Nigeria and uh, we certainly need more people speaking up and sharing their stories about infertility and of course as well about being childless or child-free after infertility. So there might be someone listening that would like to connect with you and just reach out to, to talk to someone else. If they wanted to do that, what's the best way to reach out? Well, my website is not so mommy and it's M-O-M-M-Y.com. And then I am also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Yay, and yeah. you can you can find me um, at Not So Mommy. And if you do go to my website, uh, there is a contact me where you can email me. Um, so whether you like to use social media or email, I'm available. And then um, you know if you just want to check out the website and read and and be a silent observer for a little while, that's okay too. (laughs) Wonderful. And any, I mean, you've said a lot, Brandy, but are there any words of affirmation that you found helpful that you use? Um, Well, I, the the pineapple is a symbol for infertility. And I love the Mm -hmm. saying that says, um, be a pineapple, stand tall, wear your crown and be sweet on the inside. 
And then for CNBC, which stands for Childless Not by Choice, I redefined that into creating a new plan, Bravely and Courageously. And then my uh, a friend of mine, a fellow childless warrior, Nikki Fletcher, she um, expanded on that and created the Positive Affirmation Canbase, which stands for creating a new, beautiful, and courageous existence. Oh, I and love it. I know. I really <laughs> like that because of the the existence, that it's not just yes. a plan, but you're creating a new, new you. Mm-hmm. And I, I really found power in that. Love it. Thank you. And as a wrap-up, Brandy, any words of encouragement for anyone out there who's at that point where they feel it's time to, uh, you know, to do, to start something else. Like they just, they've, they've had, a, I don't know, if, I don't know if I want to say they had enough, but they've just gotten to the point where they know they want to proceed now and move forward with a child-free or childless life. Any words of encouragement for them? Um, one, it's okay. It's okay to, to let go. You're not giving up. It doesn't mean that you didn't really want a, a baby just means it's time to let go and um, allow yourself to grieve and to feel all the feelings that you're feeling. It's okay. And then allow yourself to find joy because it's also okay to be happy again. And please know that you are not alone. There, you, I know it feels isolating and it feels like you're the only one going through it. But there really is a vibrant childless community with people who are ready to support you and love you and encourage you um, to listen to you cry, to send you hugs, and to celebrate when you find your joy. So reach out and find someone or a group or a blog or a website. find someone who can help you on this journey. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brandy, uh, for coming on the show and for speaking to us today. It's been such an insightful session. I've learned so much. And I'm sure so many people that have listened also have learned so much. And uh, we thank you for your time and all that you're doing um, to raise awareness. We thank you for, for starting, for creating this olive green um, Raven and awareness. I am going to share it. I'm going to share it, let people see in Nigeria what it means and what it stands for. And let's keep creating awareness and letting people know they're not alone. So thank you so much, Brandy. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, to chat. It's always nice to, to be able to participate in one of these podcasts or webinars or, <laughs> or sharing your story via another blog. It's just, it's, it's always nice when someone asks you to share your story. So I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity. Thank you, Brandy. And we look forward to having you again on the show in the near future. Thank you.